Just before I begin today, there is a small monthly cost to me for making these uh, podcasts. That's the cost on the carrier or the website that supports it called Buzzsprout. So if you want to contribute a little and show your support for my podcasts, in each episode description as it appears on a web page on a computer, there is a support the show link in the show notes. And if you click on that, you'll be taken to a site called Buy Me a Coffee, where you're able to contribute $5 towards the monthly costs of the podcast. If you look on my Buzzsprout website, which is pwchandler.buzzsprout.com, there is a little heart in the top right corner. And you can do the same thing that takes you to buy me a coffee site. I'm told there should be some way to do that on the podcast uh, that you use, whether that's Apple Podcast or Spotify. But on my Apple Podcast on my iPhone, I can't find anything. So you might need to use those other two means of showing support. But thank you for downloading the podcast. And if you're able to contribute a little to buy me a coffee and to contribute to the monthly costs, that is much appreciated. Thank you. And now to today's homily. Today on the fourth Sunday of Advent, the Sacred Liturgy turns our attention to the birth of our Saviour and in particular to St. Joseph. To fully appreciate and understand today's Gospel reading, which can be called the Annunciation to St. Joseph, we have to know of the marriage customs and laws of first-century Judaism, which are very different from what we are used to. For the Jews of that time, marriage consisted of two ceremonies that were marked by celebrations at two separate times, with an interval between. First came the betrothal, as we hear in the Gospel. Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Later, after some months, which gave the groom a chance to prepare a house for him and his wife, then came the wedding ceremony. At the betrothal, the couple were legally married, although the bride still remained in her father's house. When the wedding happened, the betrothed woman, accompanied by a colourful procession, was brought from her father's house to the house of her husband, and the legal tie with him was consummated. Then they lived together. So it is between the betrothal and the marriage that Joseph discovers that Mary is pregnant. Remember that the marriage had come into existence, so Mary was not an unmarried mother, as some disrespectfully and falsely claim. However, a pregnant betrothed woman raised a problem. If it was another man who was responsible, then a divorce could be arranged to end the marriage, precisely because it had not been consummated. This would bring, though, terrible disgrace upon the woman and her father and family. Into this dilemma comes the angel in a dream. The angel introduces Joseph to the mystery of Mary's motherhood. 
It is the work of the Holy Spirit, not of man. The angel comes also to Joseph as Mary's husband, the one who must, according to custom and law, give the child his name, Jeshua, God saves. Notice how God honours the role of the father, even in this miraculous conception and birth. Always obedient to God, Joseph abandons the idea of divorce and they go ahead with the marriage procession and he takes Mary into his home. But we could easily miss the significance of this if we settle for it just being a happy ending. The significance of Joseph's action is that now whatever disgrace might have been directed at Mary by others is now directed at him. Taking Mary home as his wife means that he will be thought the father of the child. In other words, he has done the disgraceful deed. His reputation suffers and Mary is saved from disgrace. What an honourable and loving thing to do. Isn't that what all husbands should do? Spare and protect their wives. Together with Mary, Joseph shows the obedience of faith that St Paul mentions in the epistle. And he provides for the possibility that a maiden is with child and will give birth to a son. Responding to the dream, Joseph took responsibility for Mary. By those decisions, Joseph provided for the immediate welfare of Mary and Jesus. He engrafted Jesus onto the human genealogy to be a son of David. He provided Jesus with the essential and indispensable model of a father in the home, not to keep him on the straight and narrow, but to help him grow in wisdom and age and grace as a son of the Torah. Joseph modelled for Jesus what it meant to be a man who would sacrifice himself in obedience to God. St. Joseph is the greatest of all the male saints, yet his position was lowly. He was a man of justice who did what was right. He was a man of honour who cared more for the honour of his wife than his own honour. He was a man of mercy whose heart was moved by the predicament of his betrothed. Most importantly, he was an icon of God the Father and provided for Jesus the essential presence of a Father on earth. St. Joseph, pray for us and for the Church of which you are the universal patron. Amen. Laudato Jesus Christus.